All right, now on two, on two. Ready? Green for 20! Green for 20! Hold on! Welcome back to The Best Damn Pod. Nick Nickerson here. Uh, something totally different for you guys this weekend. I've got an interview with Aaron. We reflect on the previous week and some of my self-inflicted wounds, and we really don't spend a whole lot of time there. Uh, but what we do talk about in this pod primarily is the, the format that we've been using uh, for the better part of the last 20 years, and Aaron shares some ideas on maybe some tweaks we can make to get us through the next 20. So uh, this one's a little bit longer. The audio quality is not always the best, but it's pretty good. I think it's listenable too. Um, so anyways, I, uh, I hope you guys enjoy the, the conversation. I don't know, you know, if you've had a chance to listen to the podcast that I put out yesterday, but um, I have not. Ultimately, what I was saying is that like, you know, I got the health shit going on yeah. i got uh, a lot of just like outside issues right and and um and overreacted to the situation and like publicly called you out and um it didn't sit well and and like the reason it didn't sit well was because it was childish and immature and um and you didn't do anything to deserve it i mean when i go back and reflect on the situation you know you had you were you were operating within the rules that are are setup allows for right like i never had seen uh people that were like being dropped on monday whose games had already been played and then like saw that and was just going fuck like what the you know it didn't make any sense to me and i and i just i just sort of blew up on the situation and um i think if i had sat back and 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 just sort of let it play itself out like i never would have gotten to the situation where i was like quitting the league and then like finding some way back in, you know, I mean, what, what ultimately ended up happening was I talked to Orion and Sean and they were both just like, dude, you fucking need to like, think about this before you, uh, a, like before you go out and put people on blast, like I did. And then also before you just like decide to walk away from the league, um, you know, you should really think about these things. And so I, I took their advice and I did and, uh, decided to like, come back to the league, but also knowing that like, I was going to have to have this call with you. That's not an easy phone call to have with a person. And, you know, especially like with somebody who I've known for 25 years of my life and uh, never had had anything like this come up in our relationship before. And all of a sudden here I am trying to like figure out a way to make sure that we're good and, you know, kind of put it behind and move on. But with like respect to you and, and so I don't know. Uh, you know, so I'm sorry for. Well, for I mean, I on my end, I I didn't even realize it was that serious. I mean, from to me, this is just like, a, you know, fantasy football is a game. It's a hobby. It's not a, like life. But, you know, it sounds like with all the, um, you know, extracurricular stuff that you might be going through, the extra stuff that, you know, it, it just played into the, the, the quick reaction on, you know, on something that like mm -hmm. I think you're realizing is like not not that serious in the whole scheme of things. Um, and um yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all good. So I okay. was not. I was. I didn't think it. I, I I didn't realize that you actually were. You know, it's it's hard to read on text. You know, like if it's for if, sure. if somebody's actually like um, being sarcastic. You know, overblowing it just to you know prove a point or what you know whatever it is. So it's not a. I I wasn't I wasn't 
you know, looking at the situation like, oh, my God, what? What's? I was kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So definitely not. Uh, I'm not tripping at all. Okay, good, good. Well, uh, I mean, so. So I'm just going to move on with like at least, you know, this call, you know, for the sake of that so that we're not boring the shit out oh, of yeah, everybody sure. else who's listening to this. But I mean, you mentioned that like it's just a game and that it's not, you know, this serious thing in life. But one of the things that I noticed in that text thread and I've noticed over the last couple of years that you've been in the league is that this kind of is a lifestyle for you. I mean, you're in like 10 fantasy baseball leagues. I think you're in six curling leagues, <laughs> at least like a dozen fantasy football leagues, basketball, high school basketball. So, I mean, like, you know, I understand your point, but it is also sort of like a thing that you, I mean, as far as like one of the things that Ryan and I were talking to about is that like you, you're in a way, like you're sort of the resident expert on how all this shit works. I think a lot of the rules and stuff that we kind of put in place to protect us from all the COVID things were suggestions that you had brought up because you'd seen it in, in baseball, you yeah. know, fantasy baseball. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, that's the other thing about it too, is it's like, damn it, you know, like, cause your ideas have been good. I mean, the one that, you know, came up this last week was I think fantastic. And, and then, and that's a, the, you know, the, the thing, like I, I've been trying to think about, you know, like, what everybody sort of brings to the brings to the table in the league. And one of the things that I appreciate having you in here is that, you know, even though you want to like fight for this PPR thing to the death, um, a lot of the ideas that you have are things that we probably never even had considered before. And, you know, I think that that kind of comes with you being, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so well versed in all the different the, fantasy formats and things like the that. The way I look at this league, uh, no offense to the league in general, but obviously like, you know, you've been pumping it up that this is the 20th year. And uh, yeah, you know, that sounds great in the whole things, but um, it feels like this league is 20 years old. Like the, you know, like the, the way people are approaching it is like 1999. Um, and what do you mean? Like drafting two running backs with your first? No, I just mean, I, no, up, I just uh, mean like, you know, um, from, <laughs> from the jump, I mean, uh, the fact that there isn't PPR, I mean, there's no, you know, if you listen to any fantasy podcast, you talk to anybody else who's playing fantasy football i mean they don't even when when they're talking about players and i don't even mention what the standard scoring is they're talking about them in a ppr format and i think that's about what do you, why, and why, i think that's about three that? or four years now that it's been that i know that um espn for sure like you know just with like their podcast like have have basically said like we're not ranking people with standard you know i mean we'll do it like in, on a on a um you know on the, on the website, website or a format, well, they'll have done it. But when they're talking about players now, it's just like they're not doing that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not full on bashing the 20, you know, sounding like it's 1999, but it just feels like, you know, it's the stuck in the mud league or it's like, oh, like nobody yeah. wants change. And it's like, oh, no, I, I don't want to change that. Or, I mean, obviously, some things you guys were really like, you know, the fab, it was like, oh, like, what, huh? You know, some people were a little unsure. But then once, uh, you know, Ryan said, yeah, let's do it. Or we voted and, and, it, and, it, and it was, you know, seven to five or whatever was the vote. I don't remember. Yeah. You know, everybody's been like, oh, this fab works great. So, um, you know, it's it's it kind of goes with everything. Sometimes you just got to, you know, go with a little bit of change and maybe it might be something that manifests into it, something that you enjoy rather than like, no, no, I don't want to do PPR. It's like, Hey, you know what, what happens if you do the, if PPR does happen next year and people are like, Oh, I like this better. It gives me a little more variance. 
I don't need to have a bell cow running back. I can have a, you know, third down back and it can work. And then, you know, I can, I don't need touchdown dependent players. I can, you know, get a, you know, a slot guy that might actually give me some, you know, um, you know, I can get some points from a slot guy. Um, it just, you know, maybe people will like it better. Uh, and it's like, if it gets voted on and people like it, then, and if they don't, they can revote it again. It can be something that comes up every year. I just, I just feel like the, the lack of wanting change seems very like, uh, stuck in the mud. That's all. So, so, I mean, let me speak on behalf of like myself and the other, the other owners, at least some of the other owners. We've changed things, man. Like we went to decimal scoring, I you know, that. like ten years, <laughs> and we went to, and we have, we have injured reserve spots on our on our rosters now. We didn't have that when we first started. Oh, I don't mean, I don't, I don't mean like it, it's no, exactly I'm, like nineteen ninety nine. It just feels like there's a lot of hesitant, like of change. Like, no, we want to keep it like this, and you know, uh, and yeah. a lot of, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, maybe not like looking, you know, like uh, people were complaining about the, you know, uh, the Yahoo uh, draft room and like making comments about how come there's not this and how come there's not like there is all that stuff. You're just not somehow you're looking at it and not realizing you can expand all these things and move them. And I I don't know, like it just seems like um, maybe people are uh, less tech, tech savvy or just, you know, really want things the way that they used to be and look the way they used to be and uh you know i don't know it just seems like i it, it just seems yeah. like a lot a lot of the 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 pushback on like hey what about this it's like oh oh no 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 for the i mean even the fab it was kind of like oh what i don't know about that you know there was a lot of people that were pushing back on fab and you know look people love it now but can can you just for people who might not know fab we're talking about free like action, the, the free, free free agent acquisition budget um, you can yeah. create, which has been, that has been, I'll be completely honest. That's been, that's yeah. Been I mean, what it does is, you know, it allows um, a player or, I mean, a, a manager, a team manager who might lose a player due to injury or whatever it is. Um, you know, they become the backup now and you're, you, you know, you're the 12th waiver priority in the old days. And there's like, there's no yeah. way you're going to be able to get anybody. And then somebody who's done the number one that doesn't need, is just going to grab it. And now you're just like, well, okay, I got to wait you know, three weeks before I'm the number one waiver priority. So I'm just stuck with like nobody. Uh, this, yeah. I can't remember how the priorities were set before, but I want to say priorities it was like, before were, uh, was it like this, the, the points no, total for the week? So, before no, or something so, like that? so it, most leagues would start with, if you were the first pick in the draft, you would then be the yeah. 12th waiver priority. And then every time you put a, a, a bid in on, on a free agent right. that was, uh, in, in waivers, whatever in line you were you the, the person yeah. ahead of you they've used the waiver claim you would move up one that's right so if you were if you were the number one waiver claim uh, or you had the number one waiver claim you use it you drop down to 12 yeah if nobody else right. made a claim but usually yeah, usually there's people making claims claim. which there is strategy in that and like you know there are people that's you know there are people that still use that very few but there is strategy in that obviously like you know then you you have to make more decisions on when you're going to use that claim like, oh, I don't want right. to, you know. I remember, I, I mean, I, I, you're, yeah, it's a good point because I remember pretty recently. I mean, I want to say that we didn't switch. I think to it was the, like three years ago. The auction, like two or three years ago, right. You know, but you would have guys that they, they had a glaring hole in their roster, but they wouldn't use the waiver claim because they were at like fifth. 
And they knew that if they just waited it out a little bit longer, they'd get up to like second or third and they'd get a much better player or have yeah. an op- opportunity. To get it, it, I mean, there is strategy yeah. to that, but with fab, it's like you have the chance to like, if your team just gets decimated, like for example, this year, I lost my first two running, my first and fourth, fourth pick, my two starting running backs within, yeah. you know, five quarters within five quarters of the season. Right. And you're just like, Oh, uh, granted there was no good, you know, there's not any like surefire running back to grab at that point, but it at least gives a manager like the ability to say, well, I'm going to grab somebody. I'm going to put, I'm going to put some money down, some fake money and like at least try. And uh, it, before yeah. it would be like, if you're 12, it's like, you're screwed. You're not going to get anything. And you might as well just, you know, yeah, you were done. Your your season would have been over in the first five yeah. five quarters. Yeah, I was I was interested in that because um, I honestly thought, and I I think I was texting with Sean at one point about this, and I thought for sure like you were gonna drop a hundred bucks of your you know your entire budget. That there were just nobody. You know, it was like okay, there's Daryl Henderson, there's Devonta Freeman, there's you know um, yeah, there's a few other guys out there that you know could become somebody. Uh, yeah. Ryan had just dropped Joshua Kelly, who you know I have I have him in another league that I have Austin Eckler, and he had some he had two good games to start the season. So I thought he was you know the way that um, the way that uh, the Chargers had run their offense last year with Eckler and Gordon, it was like okay they're going to probably do a two back thing as well. So I kind of went with like yeah somebody I knew that I, I went and grabbed Freeman just because he was going to looks like he's going to, you know, eventually maybe get the, the job. It's looked last week. It looked a little more promising just because that was a definite open and open spot where like the Rams yeah. got, you know, Cam Akers that they, you know, uh, had a high draft pick on. They have Malcolm Brown, who's, you know, they're kind of goal line back and Henderson's kind of more of the third down change of pace, quicker pass catching back and you know he had some good games but it's like i you know i didn't know who to grab it's like you know you, you just kind of go for like yeah. who do you think might actually get some run and it was uh to me it was freeman and kelly just seemed like the most the most viable i mean i think i put in for all of them but you know i wasn't right. gonna they, there wasn't enough of a sure thing for me to like blow more than like 15 20 bucks on each guy just because it was like i don't know none of these guys are definites so that's yeah well, so now, so we, like having seen the success that we've had with the waiver, the 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 auction waiver, what what are your thoughts on like? Oh, auction, auction drafts, drafts are way better. Do they no. take longer? They take longer. They, they take like, longer I mean, at the beginning, but towards the end, they just fly. Because well, a lot. Of, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, a lot. A lot of time, what happens is, is um, so typically it's two hundred to two fifty is what your budget is. Let's just say the majority of them are two hundred, and then. You know, um, for example, and you're filling what, like 10? Yeah. So, for example, this year, like, you know, Barkley and um, McCaffrey and Zeke would have been like in the $70 ranges. And so if you don't get one of those those players, you know, then it then it drops down. And then so uh, a lot of people are blowing a lot of. Some people are holding off. Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to spend. $30, $40 $30, on like, you know, some, let's just say like in a, in a snake draft, some like third or fourth round players. Right. And just build on that. But most yeah. people are like, I need yeah. a couple good players. So they're spending, you know, 150 bucks for three players off the top. And then, so then you get like, you know, the seven or six or seven managers that might've waited really kind of spending the 20, $30 on kind of the, the more mid round guys. And then after that, it's like, yeah. you know, people only got a few dollars left and, you know, you put somebody up for auction. That's how it works. You know, like, so 
you know, what's just I'm trying to think of like a player that would have been down low, like a what's to say McCole Hardman, like somebody's like, oh, I just want him. Um, and no one's probably going to spend more than one or two dollars. You can just put them up for auction if you have a dollar. Usually nobody else bids and you yeah. get them. So towards the end of the draft, it kind of looks like that. So it goes really fast. So how, who, how does like the nominee? So it would be the same work? thing. So you would just get a draft pick. Um, so you'd hold the, like, yeah. The and then that first person would be the nominating person. Have. Right. And so then you could, you could nominate whoever you want. Um, sometimes it is right. a good strategy to nominate somebody you don't want at the beginning, right. To get other people to bid on them. There's all types of strategy with, with nominating, um, but it would go in order. Yeah. And then it, um, you, you, you know, you could change the time. I think the time on some drafts is kind of like 10 seconds when it should be like 30 seconds to nominate somebody. Um, and then you get right, like right. 10 seconds from the last bid before it like gives you the player, right? So like if we're bidding on, you know, Derek Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. and like somebody bids 30 and then somebody bids 31 and somebody builds, you know, 36 and then somebody else bids 42 and then no one else bids after 42 and it ticks down 10 seconds that player gets them right so gotcha and then it it also won't let you Um, the the one there's one thing that it does is where like if you have let's just hypothetically say this is obviously ridiculous but um you have 15 roster spots um Mm -hmm. and you bid 107 you can only bid 175 dollars on or 176 you'd be able to bid on McCaffrey for example right you would need a dollar for each person you wanted on the team so they, they won't let you oh, just like, so, you know, yeah. so if you had three, if you had three roster spots left and $9, the most you could bid on somebody would be $7, right? And does that initial budget that you have for the draft no. also, does that? No. You, get, that you, get you get a separate, separate one for budget for free agency. But it would just, it means that people, yeah. you know, have to be paying attention a lot, a lot during the draft, which it goes, like I said, it goes fast. And a lot of times, you know, it's the first 10 or 12 players that matter the most anyway. And the rest are kind of just yeah. like, oh, well, this guy's available, you know. Um, so I would say, if anything, it goes faster. And it also yeah. de- it also depends on, how, you, you know, how many people are like, you know, just pushing bids up to. Sometimes people do that. Like, I'm just going to keep pushing it up. So you get people like that. Um, yeah. So I think like w- with with the evolution of our league, I mean, I think this is something that we're probably looking at for you know, like 2025, 20, 2030. I would say some of us would have to get, I would say some of us are going to be dead before that happens, honestly, before the, the <laughs> goes off. Well, cause you'd have, you'd have to have somebody, you'd have somebody like Eric who probably needs to start doing mock auction drafts now just to feel comfortable for like 2025. And by then all the players that he'd been targeting, hey, you know, right. Like they'll be out finally of the drafted a good team. Eric's got a yeah. fucking great team. I, I like, I, I try to, on this last uh, week's, you know, predictions show that I did, he's playing Tang. He's probably going to lose. And, though, like, I, I don't think <laughs> – That's what I'm worried about. I mean, fantasy about. football's so, like, a crapshoot. It's, it's literally a complete crapshoot. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's – you know, like, I, I was – I had looked at our score last week, and I was like, okay, I'm up by, like, I think it was 40 or something like that going into Monday night's game. And you had – Mahomes, Calvin Kelsey, Ridley, who's the, and, who, who, who was the number one Calvin receiver Ridley. going into last week. Yeah, you know, and then I look up and I, I, I must have been up by like 60 or something, but I ended up winning by, you know, a pretty large margin. And it was because it just so happened to be that your, you know, studs like had the worst. Game well, Ridley had, had zero season. points. 
He had like 30 in, in non PPR, this standard scoring league that we have, he had like 30, 30 and like 12. And then he had zero. Right. Which does. So yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying fantasy football is a crapshoot. Like for example, I uh, picked up Scotty Miller to play last night and uh, you know, cause he was basically had even with healthy uh, OJ Howard and Chris Godwin for a game or two was kept, you know, was getting targeted five to eight times, you know, getting 50 yards, 80 yards. And then Godwin and Howard are out and, you know, um, I'm like, okay, well, this is a good position, you know, to, to grab a receiver. That's probably going to have a decent floor. Cause that's what kind of all I need right mm-hmm. now from players is just a decent floor. And he, he, he runs 45 routes yeah. to get zero targets. And you're just like, what I've no, I mean, even Sean messaged me and was like, I was just about to pick up, pick up Scotty Miller like two minutes ago. And then I look and you've already done it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You know, so obviously I wasn't the only one thinking that, but I kind of wish I was two minutes later because I just got zero points from a receiver yeah. again. And that's fantasy football. It's a crapshoot. It's like you play the odds like, oh, of course he's going to get 50 yards most likely, right? He's going to be the slot guy for, he's basically going to be Edelman this, this, this game. And, you know, obviously Brady's not Brady anymore in the new offense, but, but even then it's like not mm-hmm. one target. He didn't get one target. I saw the routes he was running. He was running yeah. routes. It wasn't like he was. Yeah. What do you, what are your thoughts on, on like keeper leagues, dynasty leagues? All those, I think if we know, go to auction, because we we used to run this as a we. Yeah, at I one think point if you go to auctions, keeper keepers not and, a bad idea. Yeah, but because then and then you can you can a, set uh, like monetary like uh, amounts for that keeper. That makes it a little more fair, right? Because then you're actually you're not just like uh, saying, "Oh, I got this. I picked up this guy off waiver." So, you know, some leagues I do like that you pick somebody up off waivers. They're like, let's just say it's a 15 man roster. That's like you know a seventh round pick or an eighth round pick, right? That's what you lose. And then if, if yeah. you it was a guy you drafted in the fourth round, it'd be second. So it basically cuts it in half. But if you but it, so you're on, but when you're talking about with like a waivers type of approach to it, it I mean, you're think, you, that's almost like a contract, right? Like you're signing this guy to like a three year contract. So you have to budget. You know, well, yeah, you, wait, for next year. There's 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 algorithms that will do it for somebody. So like, say you, you know, um, it's usually kind of based upon like um maybe double what you the d- d- double what you paid for them last year or like a percentage or like half of what they're going for yeah. in auctions just so you're not getting them for free right so if you did an auction draft it would be like okay you know you drafted um i don't know uh, J- dk Metcalf for Metcalf. 35 bucks you know it's you're gonna have to at least pay 20 dollars yeah. for them on, on a you know so it'd be like a percentage so then you would then somebody would look at the roster and go Oh, how many, you know, how much money, who's the, my most valuable for what this, you know, uh, is going to take from my $200 auction budget. Right. So you could be like, Oh yeah. DK Metcalf, you know, at the end of this year, he might be a top five receiver. And so if you only paid $35 for him and the, and the, the, the keeper amount is 20, it's like, it's a no brainer. If it's your best, like who knows, maybe you drafted somebody even better, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Cause what we had done in the past was it was, you would draft a guy. And then it was, I think you could keep him for like a maximum of three years, but say you drafted DK in the fourth round next year, he costs you a third round. Then yeah. the year after that, he's a second then. And then he goes back into the draft. Yeah, most, that most leagues year. I've been in, you, and only it, get, you can only keep them for one year. Yeah. See, and that's where it became a problem is like, you'd get a team that was pretty stacked. Like you'd, you'd draft probably like LT. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, we draft like Ladanian Tomlinson, and then you could keep him as a first round pick for as long, you know, those three years or whatever, because that's where his value was at. But he was the number one pick in the draft every year, him or Priest Holmes or something. But then if you picked up, you know, some rookie running back in the sixth or seventh round, like you were, you could keep two players. And I think we ended up having to change it to where you could only do like one at at, at any position. So you yeah, couldn't hold seems, on to like two yeah. first round running that backs and things like that. But it got, it was. That does not was, seem fair at all. Like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm no, surprised like this if league was allowing that with all the stuck in the mud. Oh, we were. No, we were. We no, were this, it sounds like you were just on the then. cutting, like, not on the edge. Like, <laughs> that was not, that's not <laughs> fair. Like, oh, yeah, let's just keep giving this guy first round. It's like. Well, you know, I wonder, we, like, so Ian, we, like, like, won three times I, I in a row or something. Like, it's like. Yeah, yeah, him and him and Tang were killing it, and Tang was like Clinton Portis and Jamal Lewis yeah. for like three years straight, you know, and nobody could compete. And, but um, yeah, what what do you think as far as like uh, the the kind of reformatted rosters that we that we put in this year to to deal with COVID? So I mean, it was like reduce the roster size by two, then we added a uh, injured reserve yeah. position because we well, were last year that was, was going to be oh yeah, there's two designations. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think yeah. having a short roster isn't bad. It just it, it holds more strategy. Like having four players on, like it holds more strategy. It allows those players to be on waivers more. So if some people can pick stuff up, you know, like if you're in a in a league where there's six yeah. bench spots, people can just hold on to these players. And uh, you know, you know, like if somebody does have even two or three injuries, it's like well, the waiver wire is barren by the you know sixth or seventh week, where you with a four man roster, a yeah. four man bench, it's like. Well, you're going to have to drop somebody and like that's, you know, you got to be strategic on who you're going to drop. And maybe, you you know, maybe you you, yeah. know, you have to drop this, you know, um, uh, kind of like flyer that you took on a running back that, you know, you're thinking might break by midseason. And you just got to do it because there's bye yeah. weeks and uh, yeah, or you punt bye weeks, you know. I mean, that's what I was looking at doing at the beginning of the season because I think Barkley, Mahomes and Kelsey all had week 10. And I'm like, oh, I got arguably the best quarterback, arguably the best tight end, arguably, arguably, mate, you know, if he was healthy, the best running back. And I can just, you know, I'll just punt week 10. I don't even worry yeah. about it. But And now, now you kind of find yourself. Well, I mean, if you look right now, all I've been doing is, and, I mean, that's one of the things why I've been dropping players that have played. Obviously, the Baker Mayfield and yeah. Austin Hooper, I just picked up for that, you know, just in case. I was, you know, I don't, I didn't want them on my team. I just picked them up for that, for that. Well, but I've just, I like, normally I would never be dropping players like that. I'm doing it because I'm like, I need somebody. I don't have any running backs. And I basically, if you look at my, my bench right now, I have five running backs because I'm hoping eventually one of these guys yeah. might break. And I've just been kind of, you know, trying to grab them when I can. That's all. And nor- normally I, I would have a roster that I'm like, okay with, and I'm not going to be, you know, running through players as much, trying to just hope like one of them is going to be the guy who might get a job or whatever it is. Yeah. Is this, is this, no, I've had, I've had, I've had worse situations. It's, I will say the the fact that there's no PPR makes it harder because it's like there's, there's pass catching backs out there that would, you know, get you 10 points. Uh, Obviously PPR, the there's, you're going to probably add about 25 to 30% more scoring on a lot of players depending on maybe even more, depending yeah. on how many catches, you know, they're getting like, obviously like a Michael Thomas when he was healthy, like it's going to get you maybe like 12, you know, nine to 12 more points based upon his catches. 
Yeah, so I mean, they become a just more valuable player. Um, honestly, in a league like this, where there's a three three wide receiver, which is like so ancient fantasy football, you would th- you would think, oh yeah, what? I'm not... The NFL teams yeah, are running most... three wide receiver sets all the time. We're just, no, most... we're just stimulating no, say, what they do. I have not been in a fantasy football league with three wide receivers, except ones that don't have a kicker. <laughs> I've been no, no, no. It's been like early two thousands, but. Um, but I would say, like, yeah, if there's, uh, I've been in fantasy football leagues where it's quarterback, three wideouts, two running backs, a flex, no kicker. So then there'll be three wide receivers. But pretty much the standard for fantasy football is quarterback, two wideouts, two running backs, tight end, and a uh, um, and a flex, a flex. So defense. that third player. Yeah. Could... No, no, defense, no defense. No defense. Sure. No kicker. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't even consider yeah, kickers yeah, yeah. To, to mention it. But I'm saying leagues that I, I I'm in with no kicker, the third, the, yeah. there is a third wide receiver. It's n- it's not two flexes. What about are you in, have you played in or do you currently play I hate in them. any um, IDP leagues? Uh, I mean, it's just why it's just an extra thing. I mean, I I like just picking a defense with a matchup. Um, the thing about IDP, yeah. it's like, you know, pre- predicting a sack or predicting an interception is basically, you know, and it can yeah. win somebody a week real easy. And it's just like, oh, like you got you know, a, a lucky interception. Like last night, the the guy from Tampa Bay got the, the Allen, Allen Robinson, like went to catch the ball and his knee came up and it bounced up and the guy there and grabs it and runs. And you're like, oh, and, you know, if somebody has that guy, yeah, um, I think it's Davis who – has like a few interceptions already for Tampa Bay, but um, you know that you can win weeks on like fluky stuff way more than you can because a lot of people are going to yeah. be getting zeros on like the big stats on the uh, on their ID on their defensive players. Dude, because what I've been like envisioning for the longest time, and I'm, this goes back to probably like the first couple seasons that we ha- that we ever played was where you would have basically like a quarterback, maybe two wide receivers, a running back, tight end. And then basically like one position at every level on the defense. So a lineman. A yeah, that's how, that's how most IDP leagues are. I mean, it can be voted on. I mean, so it's good. not the worst thing in the world. It's just, I think people would enjoy PPR a lot more. I think there's this whole fear that I've heard from some people like, Oh my God, the scoring is going to be so high. It's all relative. <laughs> Well, what's it's, the what's an average what's an average score in like one of your PPR leagues? No, no, it's I, I, 400 I would say they range from nine hundred. If if scores in non PPR range from like let's just say like a low score would be eighty and a high score is like one twenty one thirty. Obviously, you can get in standard you can get a, a one seventy a one eighty occasionally. Where a PPR it's going to be kind of like one twenty one thirty to one fifty. It's just like thirty. It's just think Let about every player like, what, what is, that's you know your your tight end is going to catch four balls, which is four to six balls. Yeah, you're depending on the running backs you have. Obviously, Derrick Henry is going to catch fewer, but he's going to maybe get more volume on the rush. Let's say you have you know uh, right. Kareem Hunt when he was when Chubb was there, he's going to be valuable because he might catch four or five balls. Um, so your running backs would say the pair yeah. of them they catch seven eight balls. And your receivers catch, you know, 15 to 18. So it's like 30 points more. It's not, it's all relative. This whole idea that, oh my God, the scoring is going to be so high. And it's these astronomical numbers. It's like, come on. It's relative. Everybody goes up the same. It's not ridiculous. Your team's catching 30, 30 balls. Your team is catching 30 balls (laughs) and you're getting points for those catches. And it allows you to go, 
hey, in our league right now, you're pretty much screwed if your if your receiver doesn't get if two of your receivers don't get a touchdown. Like Calvin really gets 120 yards, 112 points or 13 with the extra point. But yeah. somebody else got some nobody, yeah. you know, and they catch two touchdowns because they pick them up off the wire. Like, oh, I need a receiver, and they catch two touchdowns and get 40 yards, and you know they get 20 points, and it's like, oh. Where before it's like. Well, do you subtract no. points? Do you subtract points uh, for drops? No, uh, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't could, think it's right? a stat like that they keep, but maybe it would be. That would be fun. Um, yeah. Because that's one of the things that, like, it, it just. I mean, I think it speaks. The popularity of PPR, I think, speaks to the popularity of of just yeah. modern NFL versus you know where it was twenty years ago when we started. Right where back in the day, like, I mean, if you you know the, all the top players were running backs. I mean, you know, you had when we first started the league, like the top five players were probably Jamal Lewis, Priest Holmes, Clinton Portis, Ladanian Tomlinson, and Sean Alexander. Yeah, Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and then uh, so like there was this part of me when when uh, Jesse jumped up and took Derrick Henry with the second pick. I was like, that is such an old school. Well, I mean, it's in non-PPR. It's kind of like it's not, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, and you, it's the not TPR, that you would risk. never do that because Derrick Henry doesn't catch any balls. But that's the thing. No, First no, it's pretty much the same. Like it's just Derrick Henry would be more like an eighth, eighth yeah. pick or something, right? Yeah. Ninth pick, just because he's he's not. It'd be, like it, I mean, in the PPR, Kamara, it was, it, the way it went was uh, in most leagues would have been uh, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara. That's how it would have went, and then 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 it kind of would have been like, who do you pick next? Uh, Thomas was like, yeah, like eighth and... pick, seventh, eighth pick, but he would, he would, he's more valuable, yeah. obviously, in PPR. But what it does is it just gives you more variance on how you can build a team. You're not stuck on like, I just want that, I need somebody to get lucky yeah. and fall in an end in the end zone. It's like somebody like maybe Julian Edelman, you know, <laughs> prior was more valuable. You could, you could, you knew he wasn't going to catch more than like three or four touchdowns during the year, but he was going to probably catch seven or eight balls during yeah. the game, right? Um, just any slot receiver, like you're just like, oh, like yeah. I, I can use this guy. He'll he'll get me 12 points floor, right? And you know the big receivers yeah. obviously are right. still going to be the big receivers, but and then you can also go, yeah, I want a pass catching back. You know, I want the third down back on this team. You know that there's that whole I, I'm I'm sure people have heard that called zero RB. Drafting zero RB means you basically don't draft a bell cow running back. You you stack you know, you're two, two, two to three receivers, the best, you know, you get the best top three, best two or three tight ends. You get a quarterback, quarterback in like the sixth, seventh round, you know, you, you go for those patch catching backs that are going to get you, you know, 12 points a game. They're going to get you, you know, they're going to get catch six, six balls. Um, they're going to get 40 or 50 yards. Um, and, and they'll probably get a touchdown, you know, you know, three to five weeks, you know, just one of, you know, the screen passes that they end up, you know, running in, or maybe they will just be, they'll have been kept in the game and they'll, they'll each a touchdown from the, you know, the, the first and second down back, you know? So there's just more variance. It allows you to build a team. Yeah. That's not just like, Oh, I hope this guy falls in the end zone. It's cause that's basically all we're doing now in standard, just hoping they fall in end zones. And if you're, t- if you get lucky in your week, you know, yeah. multiple, uh, multiple of your players fall in the end zone, you usually win. Well, because that's, I mean, but that, that kind of speaks to what you were talking about before, where you could almost count on back in the day, like a 
20 touchdowns yeah, was, season from a running back. Like, I yeah, remember Alexander had, 20, Holmes had 26. Those he, has a, he had the record, record 26. He had like 16 running and 10 passes. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you could, you, but you were fucked if you didn't get him. It, there, if you didn't get one of those top five guys that I just mentioned earlier, like, you, there was, you, you had to basically look at it for yardage, right? And so you were looking at like all of these, trying to just get two guys who you thought could get a thousand yards. And then if they got yeah. a couple hundred in receiving, it was great. But, well, let me ask you this then. So like, what what's sort of the next thing that we're not even thinking of that's not even on our radar? Oh, I mean, PPR is obviously the no brainer. I just, I, I just think people really need to like stop. Don't be scared of like extra points. It's the same. It's across the board. It's only 30 to 40 points more on the scoring. It's not like this astronomical number. You'll see 180-point randoms like once a year in standard. And in PPR, maybe you'll see 200. But normally, it's like 130 to 150. That's the like the range that most and, – and you'll see even see people score 100. And you'll even see people score 115 and win, right? It's not like these astronomical numbers. Yeah. It is higher, yeah. but it's – higher because you have people catching balls and they're going to get a point when they catch a ball. And then every other team's going to have the same. It, that goes, it's, it's relative. Um, you know, it'd be interesting. It would be like, if there was a way to run like a, a, a shadow league that was PPR that you could click into and just see like, if we were actually playing a PPR season, this is how your exact same team. Yeah. I mean, I know that you would draft differently if you had gone I mean, into you, it, but it would you be don't, you don't draft that would compare two different, obviously there, there's going to be points in the draft where you're going to go, all right, I got, um, you know, my, my running, you know, I got two running backs, whatever it is, you know, they're both, they're both, you know, bell cows, you know, like I got two guys that, yeah, there'd be 15 to 20 carries and when they're going to catch four or five balls in the game, right? And then, then you're looking at it like, okay, do I go yeah. Do I go tight end here in the, in the third round? You know, do I grab Kelsey or Kittle if they were still there or Mark Andrews or somebody? Um, or do I grab like a, you know, uh, you know, like a number two receiver here um, that I know is going to get touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Or do I wait, grab, you know, or I grab this tight end and then I can grab – some guys that are going to be more volume guys in like the fourth and fifth round. So there's that kind of strategy, but it's not that much different. I mean, right. It, you know, it, it, if you go zero RB, then it's quite a bit different. Um, but then you gotta, you gotta make sure you grab those like guys that are going to definitely catch passes, which this year, this, the whole NFL is just a total crap yeah. shoot just because there've been so many injuries and like a, a huge variance between the good teams and the bad teams. There's really bad teams. And then there's, you know, a few real good teams that are kind of running the, their offense through certain people. And then you got these mid round teams where it's like, you're just not even sure who's going to end up being the guy, you know, running back by committee is way more yeah. popular now just yeah. because the injuries are like that. They happen immediately. And so it's like, it's just a crap. You, you just don't know who right. you're going to have by the end of the year. Um, you don't know who's going to, you know, that's the one thing about fantasy football other than the other, the other fantasy sports, obviously basketball and baseball, there's way more like uh, kind of luck of the draw, like at the end of the season too, like you might pick somebody up on waivers in the playoffs. That's, you know, like uh, two years ago, um, what's his face from uh, um, that ended up being the, the running back when Todd Gurley got injured. Um, the guy used to be with Denver. I can't think of his name. He ended up winning people leagues. Yeah. Oh yeah. He ended up winning people leagues just because, yeah. yeah. You know, Gurley goes out. People have been sitting on the on Gurley all year long, 
he's carrying teams like one of the best seasons in a while. Yeah. He's carrying teams. And then he gets injured weeks like 13 or 14, or and they, they bench him because they're like, oh, we've already clinched the division. And then you get somebody, you picks up somebody off waivers right. and they win the league, which doesn't happen as much in the, uh, uh, other sports. Obviously, they're more category-based and not as dependent on one player as fantasy football is. And it's one, you know, it's one game per week in fantasy football. But fantasy football is just that. You're just going to have luck of the draw a lot of times. Well, so have you? What about these ideas? Yeah, that's not a bad like idea. A team quarterback type of concept, or or like no, team, because team that running no, back, team running back, team running back, team wide receiver type things. Because um, there's you know like so many teams are running. Uh, um, yeah, they're you know a lot of you know like for example, Baltimore's got Gus Edwards and ingram and dobbins right now it's like so you, who you get all three of them like no like but but definitely yeah well yeah that's i mean that's what i was wondering i mean like the draft would be weird where you'd you know basically be drafting position groups there's only so, so many what, teams so many so positions these groups are the, and, the things you know what you mentioned was it's definitely a uh something that I'll, I'll, you know some leagues are going to where you get the team quarterback because obviously majority of the time a quarterback um is going to get you well in this league it's six points per touchdown which in standard in most leagues it's four um which is so funny you guys don't want ppr but you want six points for touchdown and for the, you're like oh, i don't want high scoring but i want my quarterback to be high scoring. It's just like, what are you talking about yeah yeah we used to have all sorts well, of so i think some of them are too that you yeah, used to be able them, to get like there's a few of them still distance. now they're like i think they yeah, I think that we've reduced them a bunch, but there used to be. I mean, I I kid you not, like yeah. the, it was a bonus. I think per ten yards, like so you would have like a, like a touchdown from inside the ten yard line was just six. But then as soon as you got oh, beyond like the eleven, you got an extra point. And then if you were at like the twenty one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we we've, we've had to like streamline or yeah. not streamline. But I mean, but I guess team quarterback is definitely that. something that's um, not a bad idea because, like I was oops. saying, like your quarterback should be getting you fifteen and. 30 points in this league, maybe 40 of high scoring. Don't want high scoring. Um, yeah. But maybe like four. So it's like, yeah, if your if your quarterback goes <laughs> down in the, you know, first half and he's only got eight points, you know, he's threw a touchdown and, you know, got 60 yards or something. And you're like, oh, well, now I got, you know, only got eight points from my quarterback. It's nice to have that team quarterback because most people aren't yeah. going to be carrying a backup. Like, it's just not going to happen. Uh, and then the other thing people are doing, which is – you know, yeah. not necessarily something that I'm interested in, but in this league, it might have been, you know, this year, best ball might have been something that would have been interesting just because there's so much crap going on. So best ball is you draft a slightly deeper roster um, and then you don't get any pickups all year uh-huh. and you just get whoever on your team is the gets the best for that day. So usually you're going to obviously you're going to draft two quarterbacks. You're going to draft lots of, you know, backup running backs and tight, you know, a couple tight ends six receivers and so you're basically like your bench isn't your bench really like it it just pulls the best scores from that week yeah 21 so you have like 20 players on your roster or something and it's but then you yeah so you don't have to like go in and like put them in in the game and be like oh this week i'm gonna play russell wilson instead of lamar you know like whatever like but yeah so it becomes more strategic on the draft becomes very strategic Because and then sometimes at the end of the year you might have like yeah. too many injured players and you're kind of screwed. But so it's it is you definitely are like I don't like this guy. He gets injured all the time. I'm gonna avoid him. 
So it's it's a cool thing on a year like this. It might have yeah. been a, a little more effective just because people could have been, you know, sat back and relaxed a little bit and not worried about, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm not going to have a running back. Yeah. It's like, well, you got four running backs on your team that are, you know, five running backs. But Yeah. I mean, I think the reason that we had a lot of that issue, the yeah. issues going into week four, so I think I'm thinking like Tuesday of last week or yeah. something, was because Jesse's team was basically decimated. Yeah. Like he lost, he lost like 20% of his roster because that one game was postponed, the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game. But what you're saying is that like he would have had potentially four other running backs to, to just not even necessarily yeah, slot in. It basically, just automatically it basically does. Signed, is right? like, okay, like so you have the, two quarterbacks. It's interesting. Um, you got Russell Wilson and uh, Teddy Bridgewater, which to say, right? And, you know, a couple weeks, Bridgewater is going to be better than yeah. Wilson, right? It just is what it is. I mean, and so that, that it would just yeah. automatically take yeah. the better one. I like, I mean, I, I like the idea of it. I think it'd be a hard sell in this league, but I think maybe like yeah. when we have, you know, COVID 2023 or whatever, no, just, it, it's probably it, not a What it does is it takes away. Like that. Like, that, that's interesting. Your weekly moves. I mean, you can make best ball leagues that do have le- weekly moves and you can only like do like one. You can, you can vary it, but usually best ball is like you get your draft and then that's it. But that means when I mean, people are going to be drafting lots of backup running yeah. backs, uh, hoping that, you know, somebody gets injured, not, not hoping, right? But like being like, I think this guy's going to get injured. Sure. Or I think yeah, this guy's going to get the job midseason, right? And so you're going to have like three or four, like, oh, I really like this upside yeah. of, you know, uh, Jerry Judy or like, you know, Tim Patrick for the Broncos. Like, I think they're going to break by the end of the season. So you're going to have three or four players on your, you know, you're like, okay, yeah. I hope these guys break. And then you're going to have backups and then you're going to have your, you know, the, you're like, these are going to be my starters most of the weeks. Right. So it's not like a complete, just, you know, you're not just like, I'm going to draft the best players. Like you're right. You're, you still got to build a team for the whole season. But you're taking everything into consideration in the draft, so it makes the draft way more yeah important. No so, kicker though. Quick, is just, uh, I mean, you had mentioned earlier, like you don't even. Well, I mean, I, there yeah, should, I, I don't even think there should be kickers in the NFL. That, I think like, we should be. They should be going forward on four. I just think it's ridiculous that there's these hyper hyper athletic players that are risking their life all game long busting their ass for like a six minute drive to go down yeah. to possibly win the game. And then you got the nerd coming off and off the bench. Who's basically just a, yeah, athletic, probably less athletic, than me. Athletic, I, athletic as you or I, but, uh, but, uh, no, I can't dunk anymore. <laughs> you dunk but, so? I mean, I haven't tried in a while, but I could when I was 35. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I would say like yeah, you get these these. It just it's just basically it to me. It's like having the guy at the end of the bench in the basketball game, the like the fifteenth guy on the bench, come shoot the game winning free throws who hasn't played all game long, right? It's like oh, you're just gonna come decide yeah, for yeah, all these yeah. you know right guys who are basically like literally like gladiators out here for the last like six minutes busting their ass, and you're gonna come out here and just blow it for them. So to me, it's like I don't I don't think kickers yeah i mean all right well, obviously the... like so you're 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 saying like beyond fantasy football, yeah it's not gonna happen i mean i think it should be, be a, you punt in general like or you go for it on fourth yeah 
it seems to me like or uh, I don't know. I don't. I've, I was saying in the last podcast, I haven't been watching as much football this year, just with a bunch of other stuff going on. But oh yeah, when they I are a lot more. Watching, it seems um, like I'm, more teams are going for it on fourth down. I, I think the analytics are basically that a, saying like statistically, yeah, I mean, like by the end of the game, it's like for how many field goals yeah. get missed, and then by the end of the game, like. Um, you have a much better opportunity of scoring a touchdown. And then also, I mean, it's obviously like game dependent, game script dependent, where it is in the game, all that stuff. But a lot of, a lot of coaches have screwed it up. I mean, Pete screwed it up last week on the fourth and three. And uh, I think Mike McCarthy screwed it up like three times already for Dallas, but there's just an accident waiting to happen anyway. Um, But yeah, I mean, to me, kickers in fantasy football, it's like, they're not, it's not a fun stat. Like, Oh, they got an extra point. Like, great. There's one point. Um, where you could have like an, if you could maybe add a flex player in that, then you can, you know, getting stats from another player and then have like a roster that you're building with like backups for your flex, you know, backups for every position. And you have like an actual roster of players rather yeah. than a kicker that you don't care about. Don't ever say that you care about the kicker. Uh, yeah. The only reason I drafted my yeah. kicker is because his last name is my son's first name. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I but, was pissed last year. That so, I, I mean, to me, it's like a kicker point. a lot, you know, you know, it's, so. <laughs> it, you, know you just get, you basically get, you, you basically, hopefully you get the guy who's on a team that scores a lot, but even then it's like, it's no guarantee, you know, and then, you know, some, some, some weeks you get two points for two extra points. And then some weeks you get 15 and other weeks you get three. And it's just like, yeah. why are we even having these nobodies in the, in our roster? They don't matter like to the sport really to me that I, that's just my opinion. And, uh, you know, yeah. other leagues I've been in, there's been enough people that have been like, yeah, screw the kicker. They're, they're not, it, I'd, I'd rather have like real fantasy stats rather than, Oh, an extra point. Great. There's one point for me. It's like, well, see the, the only thing, I, the only pushback on that is that there was, I think it was week three might've been week two. We had every game, but one was decided by less than a touchdown. And so those kicks, I think it'd be, I'd have to go back and look, but I, it'd be interesting to see if the winning team, like where the kickers final point. Well, uh, I mean, kickers, uh, kickers definitely and make differences the difference in your, in your point that position. Wasn't I'm there. just saying like, it's much more fun when it's like somebody catching balls, getting yardage, getting touchdowns, than like some nerd coming in at the, you know, yeah. Oh, I guess we're going to yeah. kick a field goal. And it's like, Oh, or at the end of the game where you're like the, the teams don't even use the kicker because they're just going to yeah. run the clock out. And you're like, well, I got this guy. They're in range. They won't keep the field goal. Like, great. You know, it's just like, who cares? They're a nerd, don't they? We shouldn't be caring about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are people. Hey, they're, they're, I mean, like, you know, they're, they're, people, they're getting Aaron, good they're sellers. What are you going to do with 32? That's like, we're talking about 60 hey, no, potential no, players. You, you, you that keep the punters. If, if the NFL was you have the, the punter can do it or you have a kicker do it. Well, what do you do on kickoffs? Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, but, yeah, but, but I mean, no, actually, people are, so using, are being strategic with it, especially towards the end of the games where they're kicking it uh, short and making sure that the, you know, it doesn't go in the end zone. Yeah, they, and then kill a little yeah. bit of clock or team has to run it out. I, I feel like the Patriots have been doing that. Like, yeah, they did it as soon as right that, at, like, the one as soon as that rule went into effect, where they, they went think... back, they went forward an extra five yards yeah. on where they were kicking off. But yeah, Belichick was right on it immediately. I was like, hmm, let's use this to our advantage. But yeah, so kickoffs, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many, how many kick returns? I mean, there's plenty of punt returns, not plenty, but there's enough. But how many kickoff returns are there now? Like one or two a year now? Yeah. Yeah. And see, that used to be one of the most exciting. I understand yeah. why they got out of it for the safety reasons. I, I totally get it. 
Yeah, but I mean, the kick returns used to be one of the most exciting. Places I just feel like a so. fantasy. Yeah, yeah but why from not a fantasy have an standpoint, extra player that's getting like a real stats altogether. I mean that, that, that. Yeah. Well, is that the is that the is that the is that the appeal of having a flex position? Because we've never done flex. I've never been in a league. I think I played in one league for. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never. This is the only league I've ever got been rid in of it the next year. Um, but is that what that is? It's just kidding. Yes. Huh. You ever played in a league that so, has divisions? Which you, I've, I've, I'm in leagues that have two flex, which I think gets a little too much. But um, and um, and then there's super flex now, which I don't like yeah. that. Which is. Tight end, running back, yeah. So yeah, pretty that? much you're always going to, you know, or running back or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's basically just saying two quarterback Short league, quarterback. not really, but it kind of yeah. is. Um, but yeah, so flex is just good yeah. because you know, like right now, the idea would be we would take one of the wide receiver positions out, and then you could, you know, play a tight end or a running back or a receiver in that position. That way, like, if you do, you know, have, like, extra running backs, hmm. you know, you're not just like, oh, I only can play two out of my four running backs. And then all of a sudden, like, the two that you play get eight points combined and the two on your bench get, you know, 38. And you're like, well, and that way you can at least move one of them in there. And now you have that flexible position yeah. that you can kind of bounce some players in and not be stuck with three wide receivers. So three wide receivers is definitely early fantasy football. Yeah. That's something that's, like – um 1999 for sure like i've i've like you know shown other people that i know that are like way more fantasy football nuts than i can ever be that are in no they're like what and they're like no wonder this is the best standard and three wide receivers what but they probably see but we we held on to the yeah, title. Best damn sports sports show. You remember the best damn sports show or whatever it was. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, basically, this is uh, right. You know, that's where we got the name from. Oh yeah. I mean, well, that we held on, that, that we was gone by like two thousand four or something, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> right around the same time that right around the same time that like you know probably fuck I can't remember who some yeah. of these quarterbacks were but we probably were starting Trent Green but yeah it's, uh, I, I don't know I'm loving it obviously like I'll um, still play but it's just it's uh, it's the stuck in the mud league for sure like did, did you say that you did you say that you do play yeah I, I mean well, that I mean, would that be, a, be maybe we vote on a new name next the year the most stuck in the in the mud league <laughs> make it more appropriate what, did, yeah. the, the, the quicksand yeah, the best league. damn stuck league or something so the most yeah. that's perfect yeah and it's just like the logo would be like a guy reaching out yeah. to try and like click on you know a kicker or something on free agency um yes did you say you did play in, in um i like them for the most part yeah what do you sometimes you that? will get ones where like um you know out of the six teams that make it you know one one division has you know the four four or five best teams and then the other one has one good team the and then like teams. you know five bad teams and then two teams don't make it that have way more points so yeah. so it, it doesn't happen that often but yeah. there's like yeah. some kind of the only where you're like oh yeah we had we had some like you know where we I played in a league that I, gosh, I probably started the year before I played in best in fantasy league. And, um, it was great. Like we, we would get these rivalries that, cause I think we rotated every four or five years. 
the division. So you would, you know, you kind of like base your draft on how you knew the rest of the division was going to draft. And, and cause you were basically competing with only three other teams and there was sort of this like appeal to that. But the thing that sucked is at the end of the season, you know, there was always going to be like one division that had all of the losers in it, you know, yeah. like a playoff team with like a sub 500 record. And then that guy would end up usually like knocking out one of the better teams early in the league. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, just for example, like yeah. this, this league so, was eight uh, teams made, out of, to, made the playoffs uh, out of 12 um, for up until like, I think, yeah, the second year that I was in the league and I think like six or seven, but that you got the second year I was How in the league. Have you played now. In I had game. like yeah. 200 more points. Than anybody else. Uh, I had, it was the year that David Johnson, the David Johnson year when he like, just like, yep. you know, got like 20 total touchdowns and 2000 yards. And um, there was eight teams made the playoffs. And I remember specifically it was, Eric was the eight seed. I was the one seed where like, you know, any other league I would have had a buy. And I had like 450 more points than Eric during the season. And of course, it's like the game script, like David Johnson got like eight yeah. points that game. And, the, you know, other players on my team didn't perform. And I lost by like five points to him. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. So I told Ryan, I was like, I'm not going to. I, that was one where I was like, I, I'm not going to be but in this league you have if eight been... out of 12 teams make the playoffs. That's like basically like you're not even, you know, you have to basically be the yeah. worst teams to not make the playoffs. It's not fair. Yeah, I think that I think that was like yeah, I mean, the default. I think in, early like, in, CBS in fantasy line, sports, it kind of was like that. It was like was everybody's was... just kind of having fun, and then when it, people are like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah," and once the money kind of got real, like we we used to play for way less money in this league, and it's not like we're playing for a lot right now. But well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to yeah. front like thousand bucks is a thousand bucks, and one hundred fifty dollar buy in on a typical year's not small change for most guys. But you know, like the. Yeah, we, you know, there's definitely like room to improve. I think, I think the hard sells, you know, based on some of the stuff that we talked about, like, I think PPR got annihilated this year in the vote. It, it was some like seven one or something like that. And then I want to say like flex has always been one that I think most guys have been just pretty, there's a lot of pushback on flex. It's not that I, that's not one that I would, a hill that I would die on. I, I think I could go with the flex position if it was, you know, I like, the three wide receiver thing, I don't I, I, I like it because there's so many more wide receivers that are involved in games these days. You know, you do have some offenses that are running through like four wide receivers, so we're trying to get guys involved there. But um yeah, I don't know. You you, you mentioned a lot of you bring up a lot of really interesting points. I think that like the auction league would be something the auction draft I think would be would be fun. I think there'd be uh some interest in that. I know Tang's been interested in that for a couple of years now. But I think the hard sell is going to be. I don't understand. To um, me, it's like the PPR. You guys have extra scoring compared to most leagues on your quarterback. Mm -hmm. And then, but you're scared of extra points, but it's extra points for every team. And it's not like, it's not that big of a deal. It's 30 more points per week on average per team. No, I mean, yeah. Divided out between yeah. what, so you like got, six guys. Yeah, that you, are got, you guys catch a few guys balls, and then when, so five or six when you're at there. the end of the game and you're like, oh, well, you know, they only got four yards. It's like, well, they got one point four points for me, right? So you can you can you can make strategies too based upon like right. I think this team's going to be down in the game, and so I'm going to grab. I want their the pass catching back for yeah. whatever team, 
because I feel like in the third and fourth quarter, they're going to be having to run a hurry up offense and they're going to have the pass catching back in there. So that gives me a chance to maybe win, you know, against a team that might have, you know, a, a better built roster for early game, but I can maybe build, you know, it's just, it just gives you more variance and more chances and makes it more fun. It makes it more fun. Cause you're like, Oh, they caught a pass. Okay. Good. Yeah. And I think and if then, you, so then just like, Oh, they caught a pass for, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you can kind of couple that. I'm just thinking like if you were coupling that PPR with, with maybe a flex position and all of a sudden, it, you know, maybe you have the right matchup to where you say, uh, you know, I don't know who that guy is this year, but all of a sudden you exactly. I mean, so like scat back on your bench. I think, and you I think a lot in that flex position, and and he catches those five or six. You know, it's not like the he might not be going yeah, for I mean, ninety yards on those six or seven. I think catches, I but, think a lot of people you know, were thinking that he six catches uh, for Naheem Hines was going to be that guy just based upon how Philip Rivers loves the dump off, and so they were like, oh, Naheem Hines is going to be the pass catching back, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, how Eckler was kind of last year with you know, and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, with, with Marlon Mack getting injured, it was even more like, okay, Naeem Hines is going to be like this pass catching back. He's going to get 20 yards rushing, and he's going to catch five or six balls and get like 30 or 40, you know, uh, receiving yards on most games. So, like, they're, in a PPR league, he's getting you 12 to 14 points worthy of a flex, right? Obviously, it kind of hasn't turned out that way. It's still early in the season, but that's kind of what a lot of people's yeah. assumption was with Naeem Hines. He's a pass catching back already and then he's in with a quarterback that's gonna loves to dump off um so it yeah so there's just way more variance and strategy and available players that you can use and then with a flex you can like i said you can be like oh i'm, I'm gonna use a pass catching back in, in this matchup i i think this is a good matchup this week because the team's gonna be down and i can use them it just gives you so much more variance uh more fun um you know it's definitely somebody who's not stuck in the mud plays uh, ppr i'll tell you that much well there it is that's the the sales job uh, from from Aaron to the rest of the league. All right, man, it was good to catch up with you. You know, again, I appreciate your uh, patience with me uh, the yeah. last week. What do you think? PPR, two quarterback system, team quarterback system, auction draft, flex position. A lot of changes that Aaron's proposing here. Want to know what the rest of the league thinks? Uh, shoot me a text. We'll get you on. You can have your say. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. Thanks, Aaron, for doing that. And I uh, hope the rest of you guys have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace.